everybody can do it. It's not you, you don't need to have a, a fancy degree or or uh, or need to be the best everywhere. So yeah, it's also <laughs> your phone. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Artists of Data Science podcast. My goal with this podcast is to share the stories and journeys of the thought leaders in data science, the artists who are creating value for our field through the content they're creating, the work they're doing, and the positive impact they're having within their organizations, industries, society, and the art of data science as a whole. I can't even begin to express how excited I am that you're joining me today. My name is Harpreet Sohota, and I'll be your host as we talk to some of the most amazing people in data science. Today's episode is brought to you by Data Science Dream Job. If you're wondering what it takes to break into the field of data science, check out dsdj.co forward slash artists with an S for an invitation to a free webinar where we'll give you tips on how to land your first job in data science. I've also got a free open mastermind Slack community called the Artists of Data Science Loft that I encourage everyone listening to join. I'll make myself available to you for questions on all things data science and keep you posted on the bi-weekly open office hours that I'll be hosting for our community. Check that out at artofdatascienceloft.slack.com. Community is super important and I'm hoping you guys will join the community where we can keep each other motivated, keep each other in the loop on what's going on with our own journeys so that we can learn, grow, and get better together. Let's ride this beat out into another awesome episode and don't forget to subscribe, follow, like, love, rate, and review the show. Our guest today is someone I truly respect and look to as a role model. In fact, he's the main inspiration behind this very podcast. He's a data engineering evangelist based in Germany who regularly shares data engineering tools, techniques, and skills, often via live video that cover topics like the breadth of job ops in data science, the real-time Apache Spark coding session. He's built his reputation demonstrating how data science can be applied to the real world by showcasing tools, techniques, and apps where data makes a difference. Since 2012, he's been helping his company develop data science platforms that process and analyze insane amounts of data every day, working with the nuts and bolts of data science, big data platform design, and data engineering technique. I'm talking about everything from figuring out how to ingest and process that data to finding effective ways of storing it so that the data scientists in his organization are able to do awesome work and deliver a Gewaltag, that's German for tremendous, amount of value for their customers. You might know him from LinkedIn, where he selflessly shares his passion for data engineering and data science by providing his audience tips, tricks, and tools that help build their career and reputation so that they too can become awesome data professionals. His content around data engineering has even led to him being voted as one of LinkedIn's top voices for data science and analytics two years running. You might also know him from his blog, podcast, or YouTube channel, The Plumbers of Data Science, which, by the way, has more than 11,000 subscribers and over 150,000 views. So please help me welcoming our guest today, the original plumber of data science, Andreas Kretz. 
Bad. I, <laughs> wow, that's an intro. <laughs> Bad. Well, Andreas, it, it's it's such an honor and a privilege to have you on the show. You've contributed so much to data science, especially a part that is so important to data science, data engineering. Talk to me a little bit about your background and how you got into the world of data science and why you chose to specialize in data engineering. The thing is, I would say I'm a I'm an engineer. I've always been an engineer, and I've I'm coming from an IT background. So I was uh, originally I've I've did more of a mechan mechatronics study or apprenticeship, and then I got into into IT and then studied uh, applied computer science, and then more or less I I got into this or I I ran into this uh, data science field more or less by accident because the traditional stuff didn't work anymore. Then I, I had a, a, a certain time where I thought, man, maybe the analytics stuff would be something for me. But that turned out that's that's not me. I'm, I'm an engineer. I, I like yeah. to build stuff. And I'm, I'm sticking with the engineer, <laughs> with the yeah. engineer thing because that's, yeah. that's what I'm good at. <laughs> Are you an aspiring data scientist struggling to break into the field? Well, then check out dsdj.co forward slash artists to reserve your spot for a free informational webinar on how you can break into the field. That's going to be filled with amazing tips that are specifically designed to help you land your first job. Check it out. dsdj.co forward slash artists. Actually, I remember I remember posters on LinkedIn actually where you had made that proclamation that you know what analytics is not for me. It's all about data engineering, and I was like, hey, that's yeah. cool, man. Like, because that's such an important part. People get caught up in like the hype, data science and AI, machine learning, and everybody wants to be a data scientist. But really, the work you do, data engineering, is you guys are the real MVP. Yeah, it's. I mean, the, the data scientists and the engineer they need to work together, and it's it's not it's completely useless to to uh, to think you hire a, a data scientist. And everything is going to be fine. Just it's mm-hmm. going to be just fine, and you're going to deliver a great product, and everything works. For me, it's the plumbing, the engineering behind it that's super important because you you don't see it, but um, to actually create a good product, you need a good engineering team. That's that's where where everything fits together. You have you have the great data scientists who can do the analytics, and the the engineering team who who delivers the data more or less, who, who can manage the whole thing. You've got such a tremendous background. You're literally you're writing the book on this topic. So to talk to me a little bit. Talk to me a little bit about the book you're working on, uh, the, the the data engineering cookbook. Originally, the the idea behind that was there's there's basically nothing really about data engineering and and what do you need? What most people think data engineering that's that's uh, that's only the part where you where you format the data and and work with different file types or something. And so I thought let's let's start a let's start something that is that is public where people can go to and where can, can get an overview of basically what do you what is this field what do you need to become a data engineer and like everything i do i just started i mean yeah, there <laughs> I you go, man. didn't give it yeah. much thought it just ah where do i do it uh let's do it on github okay let's then this thing grows and then it, it keeps growing man I, I dig that mentality it's it's like all right cool if, if anybody's gonna write this book it might as well be me right <laughs> 
<laughs> I like that. I like that mentality, man. So, okay. So I'm dabbling with the idea of writing a book myself. Like I don't want to get into that too much right now, but what I do want to get into is, you know, your creative process for writing the book and, and how is that similar to your process when you're starting a new project at work? The thing is, uh, I have been talking to someone about this recently, how, how I, how I work. Basically, I, I always start with the basic outline, like, like bullet points. What is the, what's the thing that I want to create and, and just like headlines and then I, I go down and, and create the whole the whole thing without getting too much into the details of, of writing whole sentences and so on. Like like when you do coding, you have the the, the rough idea what you want to code and then you you're make a, a draft and then you fill it. And that's more or less the process how I how I more or less yeah. do everything. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a blog post or, or, or the, the, the cookbook or a YouTube video, it's it's always the same. Well, it's it's like coding. Being, <laughs> just a different being, language. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Like just like coding, different language. And being the engineer that you are, like, do you have do you take like an agile approach, an agile methodology to writing, or do you just like just just go for it? Um, that's always a, a bit of, uh, more or less what I do. First of all, I have my process is I cannot write every day. Um, sometimes it hits me, then I need to then need to quickly note it in my uh, in my phone and then I'm, I'm getting to it but i don't have like a a big uh, a big uh, backlog where i take the the things from i have thought about it recently <laughs> because it's it's growing so much and i'm but i'm what i do um what i do every week is i do a i make a list of six or seven things that i want to achieve this week mm -hmm. and this is for me this because I'm having a full-time job, it's ambitious. But mm. this is more or less the the the, the thing that I do. Uh, it's a bit like OKR. I'm making goals that have a value, so I know <laughs> that I have yeah. achieved them or not. So yeah. and so like this this interview, that's that's one point on my uh, for my seven <laughs> on this. Right. And, well, uh, glad to make the list. <laughs> And yeah, that's an excellent point though. OKR, just for all the readers out here, out there, um, or listeners and readers, OKR, Measure What Matters by John Dewar, an excellent book. Highly recommend it. You know, maybe if you could talk to me about your stance on certifications and if you think yeah. people are quick to hop on the certification bandwagon and, you know, are, are certifications ever a substitute for, for work experience? I have a, I have a very strong point, a strong, a strong opinion on this. Uh, my opinion has always been that more or less useless. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. The, the the thing is, a lot of people are hunting for these certificates. Now I'm a certificate Google data engineer. Now I'm a certificate cloud, uh, blah, blah. Um, the thing is, I have done a lot of, uh, I have started a lot of trainings. And when I, when I work, I want to apply this stuff. I basically never get through a whole training. The only training I've, I've really gone through the whole thing that was a Cloudera training for Hadoop. And just because I was, I was actually there in the Netherlands and I, I, <laughs> I more or less did it, but it was, it was very practical and very informative. Usually when I, when I go in there, I'm looking at the stuff and I'm, I'm picking out the things that I, that I really need that I, I think are, are interesting and, and good to apply. And then I, I do it and, and apply it in a project. Mm -hmm. So you have these six, seven certificates. Pfft, who cares? Yeah. I mean, it's like in school, you can learn for an exam. And what does that say? Yeah. What does that say? I don't know if it's still, if it's still that popular. A few years ago, the, 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 the big thing was, ah, I'm, I'm taking this, this uh, Hadoop exam, Cloudera number, this, 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 what do I need to learn? So basically people were learning just for the exam. So, so they, they could get the, the certification, but 
didn't actually do the whole the whole thing. And yeah, there's definitely a difference between taking a online course for the sake of gaining the knowledge, but if all you're doing is taking the online course just to get a attendance certificate, more or less, yeah. then, then you know that's not really an effective use of your time, and it doesn't really signal much. Exactly. For for me, it's go in there and pick the stuff that you that you really need that you can really apply. And the the other thing, if you then now then if you don't have the time to actually get the certification that's for me it's it's not that important I, yeah it's an interesting segue because you, you mentioned about being able to apply it i think there's so much out there in terms of resources for how to build a data science project or a data science portfolio uh, but for the people out there who want to be data engineers but don't know how to build out a data engineering project do you, do you have any tips or ideas on how they can get started yeah the main problem usually people have is they want to build the whole thing from beginning so they say okay i need to i need to do a project i need to make a, a big thing i don't know which data and which tools and they want to do the the full chain i always say start start small start start picking some data that makes sense that is interesting to you and then start with one tool and then build something on top of that and then build something on top of that and maybe switch something out for something else that you're interested in and so it doesn't make sense to like the cookbook to go into the cookbook and look at every tool and try to learn every tool that's completely useless but pick a few that are interesting or that you that you see are in demand and then look into them apply them you know, use them and then learn how to use them and that's that's the main thing. Would you suggest that you know whoever is out there trying to start a project for data engineering that they maybe go try to hunt down like a, a some type of open API or open data portal and just build a pipeline to, to extract it from there and, and do the manipulations? Do you think that's a good approach for building out a project? One approach is like you say you you hunt down some sources like APIs and the main, the easiest thing is a Twitter API. You just get an account, get some data from Twitter. But what you can actually do is just go out there and look through the data sources, free data sources. There are tons of. I just last week I've I've added to the cookbook. I don't know how many, a lot. <laughs> and you just, you need to swift through them and find a data set like in a CSV format. And well, what you can do is if you have a big file, you can always slice it and and like simulate an, an API or simulate a, a source that is posting somewhere. It's r rather quick and you don't need to fight with some APIs and so on, but both works. I, I have tried both, so... So you mentioned this a little bit earlier, this data engineering coaching program that you have. Tell us about how you kind of got the idea to get that started and, and what it all entails. Yeah, the, the thing is, like I said before, people have, have problems. They, 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 they have problems starting this, this journey. And what I have seen is that I have, a, I have seen a lot out there. I can help people basically point them in the right direction here and there and help, and help them get going. And I want to create a platform for people where they can basically share their knowledge. I'm doing, I'm doing office hours right now, two days a week, and people can join. We're in the, we're in the coaching right now. It's an hour each and I have time for them and they can ask questions and they have basically access to me and I can, mm -hmm. I can help them. They can, they can then post on the, on the official team data science blog there, or they should, I, I advise them. They should each week post make a post of what you have learned document the whole thing because that is one of the one of the most important uh, things out there you need to document what you do it doesn't matter um, th that's the uh, the other thing with the certifications we were talking about you don't really need the certifications when you have a, a reference of what you have done and this is what i want to achieve with this with this coaching give people the chance to start a project to do a project 
to get help doing that and learn documenting the whole thing. Then finding a job, I think, will will not be a problem because mm -hmm. when you put that in your CV, people can look at the GitHub code, people can look at your experience over 12 weeks or whatever. You can do this longer; it doesn't matter. That's that's something where what people are looking for, who want, who are looking for engineers or data scientists. It works the same thing. It's it's the applied data science that's yeah. what people are looking for. Because it's hard for like an employer to open your head and see, oh, what, what did you retain from the certification? But if you leave artifacts of your work, if you have that visible, then it's easy to not only verify that you know what you're talking about, but just leaves evidence of the work that you've done and the value that you can potentially contribute. When I, when I initially started the whole blogging and social media and so on, one of the, the sparks for that was we had a we had a, a new data scientist and through the and in one of the interviews he said hmm um now i'm i'm leaving uh, when i come here and it it's uh, where well, the, the point there was a bit about money but the, what I, where i'm where i'm going here is he said when i'm leaving my old company i'm leaving more or less my complete reputation and everything behind and i'm coming here and starting fresh i don't know anybody and Uh, nobody knows me, and I'm I'm starting fresh here. I, during the the interview, I, I didn't think a lot about it, but after that, I that really hit me. I mean, it, that's a that's a big point. What what do you? What's your reputation? What what is your knowledge? How can, how do people see you? And you don't need to go full out like me and do a blog and YouTube and everything, but. Leave this, leave these breadcrumbs behind. What, what do you know? What, what can you do? And that's that's that was one of the 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 the, the sparks. Question for you about the the coaching program. How can students sign up? Is there is there a a cost structure to it? Is the coaching one on one? Is it group coaching? I just set up a, a website, yeah. <laughs> um, teamdatascience.com. I, I just I just bought that and um, I, I was I was very uh, very happy that I, that. Actually, team data science that, that that was free. I was free. yeah. Oh, okay, I need to get this. <laughs> so, um, team data science is the platform. There is a cost structure right now. I'm uh, I'm charging around 400 um, euros right now. Uh, there are not so many people, so I have more time. But the idea here is that it's group coaching. It's a group group office hours because I I don't want to keep this uh, this focused on me. Um, people should learn from what what other are, are talking about, what problems the other ones have, and hopefully uh, collaborate there. So that for instance, two in the in the coaching are working on something with Spark, and they can. They can ask each other throughout the thing um yeah. so there is a bit of a dynamic and, and people like-minded people can find themselves because you know engineering is you know the engineer usually sits down <laughs> yeah no it's good i like that i like that group coaching kind of idea teamwork makes dream work i guess as they say so hey before we jump into lightning round here what's one thing you want people to learn from your story One thing is that everybody can do it. It's not, you, you don't need to have a, a fancy degree or, or need to be the best everywhere. You need to sit down, you need to actually work on stuff and apply stuff and document what you do. And then everything is going to, going to fall in place. It's, it, it's, it's nothing too, too complicated. It's not, it's a rocket science. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you, if you, if you take your time and invest the time, it's, it's worth it. Yeah. Nothing works unless you do, right? 
What's up, artists? Check out our free open mastermind Slack channel, the Artists of Data Science Loft at artofdatascienceloft.slack.com. I'll keep you posted on the bi-weekly open office hours that I'll be hosting, and it's a great environment and community for all of us to talk all things data science. Look forward to seeing you there. Let's go ahead and jump into to the lightning round here. Python or R? Um, Java. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. Uh, All right. No, I, yeah, I'm coming from a Java background, but if mm-hmm. you give me these two choices, I would say Python. I see a lot of Python out there. It's it's mm-hmm. great. Python is going crazy everywhere. Yeah. It's, so would you say for, for data engineers, then it would probably be most beneficial to learn Java or, or do you think Python would be uh, sufficient? There are certain use cases where you should uh, look into Java, but actually if you start with Python, you can make the switch. I mean, it's more or less, it's it's only a bit of a different syntax. And uh, yeah. Awesome. Python is, I mean, the, the, the tools are going the Python direction. And so. Awesome. There you have it. Java. <laughs> so how about, how about the, um, for somebody who's coming out, just trying to break into data engineering and, and doesn't know which platform to pick, um, there's kind of two major competitors, I, I think, out there. There's AWS or and Azure. Uh, which one would you recommend? Yeah. So when you, when you start out and for the learning uh, thing, yes, you have the, the option of the clouds. I personally, I'm, I'm an AWS guy. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not that huge of a fan of, of Azure. I think Azure is, is behind I'm an AWS guy, but if you want, if you if you don't have the the time or the money, or you don't want to go to AWS and you want to do a personal project, install Docker on your machine and run a few containers, everything is good. That's awesome. that's not a, a hindrance. That's awesome. if if I, I need to choose, I'm going the AWS route. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So so we we touched on this uh, earlier, but but just to to re- reiterate, certifications or self study. Self study. There you go. Yeah. All the way. <laughs> All the way, yep. <laughs> What's your favorite big data tool? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge Spark and Kafka guy and Hadoop. That's where I'm coming from. And Hadoop is going a bit down in, in popularity, but Spark is, yeah, it's fascinating. And, awesome. and, and Kafka, what you can do with these two tools, it's awesome. Awesome. So what's your favorite question to ask in an interview? It's a it's a coding question. I'm always I'm always asking. Uh, tell me the difference between an object and a class. You immediately see if somebody is is able to code or not, and you will not believe how many people are failing this. Especially somebody who is coming from university. It's really yeah. funny. <laughs> so, so <laughs> what's the ideal answer to that question? How would you answer that? Well, my idea my ideal answer is that. The class is more or less the, the the blueprint, and the object is the actual thing that you build from the blueprint. Mm-hmm. That would be for me. That would be absolutely okay. You you can go more in details and so on, but mm-hmm. that's that's the thing. But the, it's a simple yeah. question. But... <laughs> yeah, like a, a class. A class is a class until you instantiate it as an object. So that's that's that, that's uh, that's already the the more technical answer. I'm not even looking for a technical answer. I'm I'm, I'm looking for a for a practical. There you go. <laughs> What's the weirdest question you've been asked in an interview? I think I I, I don't have a, <laughs> a real good answer. Some yeah, some yeah. some some years ago, somebody asked me uh, if I can 
describe how a motorcycle works and that was <laughs> that was uh, quite funny but uh sit on it and press the gas or pull it <laughs> i'm not sure what they were looking for <laughs> yeah awesome man hey well how can everybody connect with you on LinkedIn, LinkedIn is my, my biggest platform. What I have is I have a, a Telegram chat group. It's it's Telegram slash uh, Team Data Science, okay. um, or or just search on the guides on on Telegram because I really like this this like the chat function. It's yeah. it's so immediate and you don't need to to work through LinkedIn and, and get approval and connect with people. It's just chat and people can chat and. Uh, there or on on YouTube or something. I'm I'm basically I'm everywhere. But mainly is is LinkedIn and Telegram. These are the or my my email. These are the direct the direct paths to me. Awesome. Well, I'll be sure to uh, to drop links for your YouTube channel, Team Data Science, as well as the Telegram as well. Uh, thank you so much for your time. I know it's super late for you over there, so I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to to sit and chat with me. Thanks, Abri. It was really fun.